is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Father, we'd like to speak to your people today, dear Lord, on your word flesh. And Lord, we ask you to pour out your spirit upon them and cause them to know your words, if they will ask of you and really desire in their heart to know your words. Father, we know that you will do this. I would like to speak on the word flesh. As many people have known, Lord, you know, while this is the first day of Hanukkah, but people consider this to be the celebration of the birth of Christ when it's not his birthday at all. And it's... A sad thing that we do this, but irregardless of that, the one thing I'd like to focus about is the word flesh, because Jesus told us in John 6 that we must eat his flesh, and people turned away, and even today, people cannot explain what that means. The work of the Lord is summarized by John in verse 14 of chapter 1, John 1, 14. It says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And But there's a really critical verse, two verses before this. Actually, the first, the two verses prior to this, 12 and 13. It says, well, let's start with verse 11. And it, I'm going to start with 10. Let's go on for the, the good stuff here. He says, he was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. See, it's very confusing when you read these because we don't understand what what John talks about as far as far as the word blood, and we can't explain the word that he uses, that is the uh, word of the uh, flesh that he uses in here. But one thing that's very clear in here, if you go back to Proverbs one twenty three, where it tells you there, if we will turn and repent to him, he will pour out his spirit upon us and cause us to know his words. And that's what he's saying here. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God. How does that happen? Because, and he goes on, he says, to those who believe in his name. Well, we get this understanding if we just put two and two together. The first is, he tells us in John 10, 34 to 36, that those to whom the word came, they became as little gods, children of God. Then he says that his name is the word. In Revelation 19, 11 and 13, that nobody knows. It's just like they say, oh, yeah, we believe that we have to eat his flesh, but they have no clue what that is saying. But he tells you the secret right here in John 14. John 1, 14, he says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The word became flesh. Now let us quickly take a look at what he says in John 6. 
he was talking about the the father. This really starts uh, way up in verse twenty five, uh, but because uh, he talks about that the will of the father is that you believe him whom, whom he sent. So he's saying you got to believe what I say to you, and what I do. So we have to believe what he says and what he does. <clears throat> and then he says, "Most assuredly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh." of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. This is critical. And he says, and I will raise him up at the last day. Please understand that the Lord tells us in John 5, 24, that if we will believe in his voice and believe in the promises of God, then we will have eternal life and we'll pass through these judgments of this time. So, since God can never change his ways, Malachi 3, six, we can know that what the Lord is saying here is that if we will believe his words, then we will have eternal life. Therefore, if he says that if we eat of his flesh, we'll have eternal life. And if we will go back to John 1.14, we will see that the word became flesh. So he's talking about if you will walk in the way that I walk, doing the ways of God and speaking the words of God, you will have eternal life. That is the description of flesh. When you say flesh, it is you. All the things you do, the things you say, all involve the flesh. And the blood of Christ, which is different than our blood, because we're the, he is the only begotten one of the Father. And what I've tried to tell people and understand, that's why John says blood and water came out when they pierced his side. Because our blood is of the waters. Everything about us, our substance was taken from the waters and put in the earth on the third day. The waters were made on the first day. All the particles were there. And then he took all those particles and layered them in the earth at the right place so that they come forth at the right time, just as David says in Psalms 139, 15 to 16. Our substance was woven in the earth, layered in the earth, so they come forth in our season and time according to the blessing that he gave us on day six of the creation. So the meaning of flesh is walking and doing the ways of the words. The meaning of the blood is understanding the eternal plan of God. It's like the wine is symbolic of the blood. And if we have the eternal wine, it's very important for us at the end. Because what it's saying is that John, or Paul teaches us, he was given the message to teach to us that at the end, we will get blood that comes from God. It's not the blood that we have today that comes from the waters. It comes from our parents, but it came out of the waters to the particles that were put into the earth, and then they comes up and all the substance of the earth becomes us. That's why he said we're like dust. We're a particle. We go back to dust. Because our eternal body is going to have blood that God gives us. It will have no corruption in it. It will have no history in it. He says it will forget all the things of the past. The new body is going to be like a new creation at the end. After the millennium. Where the people are cast out. Otherwise we'd mourn that loss forever. And all the sins of the past. But he's going to cut all that out of us. He's going to circumcise our hearts so it's not in it. But he's going to remove it all from our body. And a new body that we will have will be coming from God. In the twinkling of an eye, bang, and you have a new body. 
perfected. You won't even know that you were, it just changed instantly. That's what Paul teaches us. That's the body he's talking about. And that blood comes from God. And like I said, I believe it only has two chromosomes. Because the blood of Jesus that Ron Wyatt found on the ark and they tested had one chromosome for the male and 23 for the woman, Mary. So we know that that is just like he said. He's the only begotten son of the father. And we know that no one can have that blood. That's why it's impossible. Two things that make it impossible that Jesus was ever married. One is he couldn't have passed that blood on. He knew what the purpose was. He could not pass that blood on. He was one of a kind. Secondly, he was also in charge of the eunuchs. It says he is in charge of all the eunuchs in Revelation. So the eunuchs never were married. He couldn't be in charge of them if he was married. So all that talk of Mary Magdalene and all that baloney. I mean, it's an abomination to even speak that way because you don't know the plan of God and dishonor the plan of God when you speak of those things. Those who participated in these movies, that's an abomination to God. Those who made those movies, those who participated, the actors, the producers, all of them, the distributors, the rest of it, all that sin, that's willful sin. Because you know it's an abomination to God. But yet we're not worried about these things. Oh, it's just our business. We have to do this to make money. It's a terrible thing to do these things. The Left Behind series is a terrible thing because it's not in agreement with the book of Revelation. It's, it's terrible out of the line. I've shown it. I've proved it. People don't want to believe it, but it's true. So the work of the flesh is, and this is why you go into John fifteen seven, where it says that if we follow the Lord, in other words, follow his flesh, and we abide in the words, in other words, we abide in the eternal plan of God to be able to do are the words, then we will have what we desire because we're working on the kingdom plan of God. Everything with God points to the future. That's why Joseph was so determined that his brothers and so forth would be come forward and he would work with Joseph, with his father Jacob and tell him about things and so on. But that's another message. What, what I'm trying to say is the flesh, what Jesus is talking about, eat his flesh. It means to hear the words, become doers of those flesh so that our eyelids, he tells us the frontlets of our eyes have to be so that we see the words constantly. Deuteronomy 6, 4, 9, Deuteronomy 11, 18 to 21. That's walking in the way of the flesh of the Lord. That's eating his flesh. Eating means eating the word, not his fleshly body. That's why the people couldn't understand him. He says in John 8, 43 and 47, you can't understand me because you do not discern my words. He's speaking in the pure language of the kingdom of heaven where his words have higher meanings. The same words, but they have higher meanings because they are a part of the work and the plan of God that's explained in the Bible. And these words are explained in the Bible. And as you go forward, you begin to see them and understand them. But how can it be that the word became flesh and live with them? You know, what's he mean by that? All of us are flesh. <laughs> but what he's saying is God made the plan for the Lord to be our salvation because he knew the weaknesses of man. From the beginning, he knew this. And so he brought forth his son. But Jesus has always been, from the beginning, he was the first fruit. He was the first one made. And he made, all things were made through him and for him, as it says in Colossians one seventeen, And as it says in John 1, that, uh, John 1, it's telling us there that he is the word. 
It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He was in the beginning with God. Did you catch that? The Word was God, and He was in the beginning with God. God gave Him full authority the Word, so He became the living, being, spirit, example, and authority over the words. And when He gave His blood for us, which was the plan of God from the very beginning, He gave His blood, and His blood was very special. His blood... Okay, it, it was of God and of of man, of Mary and Joseph and so on. I mean, everybody's blood is like the waters, but his was, of course, of, of Mary. But it was also of God. So God married those two things in Jesus for our sake. He gave his only begotten son because he knew that only by that. And understand that that strength of the father, that blood of the father pulls him to the truth pulls him to the truth. That blood is a living word. It had the living plan of God in it. So it made itself known to him and gave him desire. And then he turned to God. And remember the first gifts that the Lord gave him, the father gave him, was he sent the Magi, the kings from another nation who were who were zealous for him, were probably of the lost tribes. I don't know. But the Magi came. They don't say how many. But they gave gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And these were for the service of the Lord. I believe that part of the, the gold was maybe um, ground gold that they'd put in a drink and allow them to drink. It's like colloidal gold. They would know how. But it gave him these because the, the and gold also, Joseph was able to go to Egypt and back and sustain them through that because he knew Herod was going to kill him. And also, they uh, gave him the frankincense and myrrh and frankincense. It's very interesting. Gold is in the way of the first spirit. You know, the, the it's understanding what the treasure is. The gold was for that. It was for the purpose of causing him to, to be set apart by the word. And it's frankincense is you put it on the temples and it stirs up the wisdom, stirs up the entrance. Instruction of God. It stirs that up. That's why you put frankincense on your temples. In the, in the evening time, you go to bed, put that on there. And then what will happen is it will be stirred up on you. And during the night when he seals instruction, he's sealing it in you. And then also, you have the myrrh to put on the bottom of your feet. So as you go about the day, you have understanding. So they rub that into the feet. They walk in their straight path. See, so you got the first spirit, second spirit, third spirit. The fourth spirit was instruction that they gave Joseph. The the Lord is doing this. Remember that the book of John is the fourth book, the book of the, and it's of the counsel of the Lord. That's the key part about that book. That book is to give us counsel of his ways and instruction on how to learn to do these things. And that's what, like John 21, teaches us the deep knowledge of the great fish, 153 great fish. And he says, go feed my people with these. But he, you know, they were on the sea, and he told them that he brought them to the shore, and he fed them on the shore. He gave them the fish. He said, "Go feed my people." And the problem is, we are like the waters. That's what it says. We are. Our blood is of the waters. Our minds are of the waters. We got to set ourselves and desire to climb the mountain into the kingdom of God. We need to bring that mountain on earth. Because a fish, that's why he told you in Jeremiah 16, he's going to cause fishermen to be sent out to to get his fish, his people. Otherwise, stir them up to the knowledge of his words that are in us. 
but we don't understand them. They're the same words. You have the word truth and light and all that in you, but you don't understand it in the way of the pure language of the kingdom of heaven that he wants us to understand that's explained in the Bible. If we will call upon him, he will give us the spirit that will cause us to be able to see it. But if we don't want that spirit, we can't see these things. We can't understand the deeper things that are going on in the scriptures if we don't have this. But you can't just have that. You've got to become a doer of the words in the way of righteousness as he walked. Because we are required, once he was sent, to walk in the way of righteousness with him and overcome the world by righteousness. So please understand these things. But that's the meaning of flesh. The flesh is your body doing everything in the way of the words. Desiring to eat the words, desiring to speak the words, desiring to see the words, desiring everything with all your being to focus on the kingdom of God, which is made by his words, sustained by his words, and all the future is based upon his words. Everything was made by his words and in his words. In the beginning was the word that was before the heaven and earth rest of it. In the word was all those things to come. And he made Jesus and gave him all the word. And then he had him go forth and speak forth everything that comes by wisdom. And so God made known all the words to him. I praise you and I pray that the Lord will cause his spirit to be poured out on you to understand these things. It's very significant what Jesus is saying, but we don't understand it. If you dwell on what I said today, I believe you'll understand why we're to eat his flesh and drink of his blood. Drink of his blood is like you want to have the, the eternal knowledge of God. That's a thirst, thirst for knowledge. The food of the kingdom is all made through his words, even the water, even the blood. Everything's made by the words of God. So when he's saying, eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, that's what he's talking about. It's the words of God that have all instruction, all of his plan, all of his power, and all of his inheritance in it. And those who reject it get cast out. The Lord said in Deuteronomy 18, 18, 19, he sent him in the world to do this. Jesus is testifying that. And a father his work is he's wanting the people to desire to hear him, hear Jesus, because it's He's speaking of God's words that he put in him, had him speak forth, do all things. He does all things through Jesus. So I pray that you understand these things and celebrate his birth in the right way, in the good way, in understanding of what it really is, knowledge of the Holy One. Lord, we thank you for coming into the world and dying for us and doing all this so that you could open your words to all those who will knock and on your door and ask to receive of your spirit that might and that will enable them to come into understanding of your words and your truth and of your plan. If they have a heart that truly is honest and that's what they truly desire. But Lord, if they wanted to live in the ways of the world and profit from the ways of the world, that's not of you because your kingdom is coming. Lord, help them to understand the difference. Lord, we ask these things in thy name that you will because we know it's your desire to have all people just, Lord, all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth if they will hear. Please hear. We ask, Lord, that you stir them the best you can. Just shake them, tremble them, Lord. Let them understand your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.